I just did the deal of a lifetime. Not a home run deal, a deal of a lifetime. After 18 years as a full-time real estate investor, this is perhaps the flippiness genius deal I have ever done. And this might sound odd to you if you know me, it wasn't a flip, at least not yet. Wait until you see how I created my very own printing press with this deal coming up. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the nation's number one real estate software with tools for finding, funding, and flipping houses. Check it out now at getflipster.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year wholesaling and flipping houses. And here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you want to be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. I've done some cool deals before, even seven-figure profit deals, but none of them compare to this deal. This one deal put $800,000 non-taxable cash in my pocket with another $409,000 in cash over the next two years with an additional $3 million in profit if I decide to sell it after two years. Sounds crazy, I know, but stay with me. In this video, I'm gonna break it down in detail. But first, I gotta tell you, this is next level stuff. I never would have been able to do a deal like this earlier in my career. It's taken years, hundreds of deals, tremendous growth to get to a place in my real estate business where I could even come close to pulling off a deal like this. But I feel compelled to share it with you so that you can see the potential with residential real estate. My hope is that this deal will expand your vision of what's possible and help you set your sights much higher for what you can accomplish and maybe at least push you to start your real estate journey. Let me give you a quick backstory on this deal and how I acquired it. Originally, this was gonna be a luxury fix and flip. It was a pocket listing, which means a real estate agent brought it to us off market. Now, when the agent showed us the deal, I only had about 10 minutes to decide to buy it for $1.8 million because there were eight other buyers that were in line to get it. Imagine that, deal of a lifetime, only 10 minutes of due diligence. So I pulled the trigger and I agreed to buy it. Now, I knew this was a good deal in one of the best neighborhoods in the Scottsdale, Arizona market. The house was well cared for and in great condition for being built in the 90s. It was just old and dated with a really funky floor plan. Now, at first, the exit strategy was to only spend around $350,000 doing what I call a cosmetic rehab and just replace cabinets, counters, appliances, floors, fixtures, paint, etc., I sometimes call this a surface flip, which means I just replace surfaces and not change any of the existing floor plan. Once you decide to change the floor plan, it's an entirely different rehab because now you're moving walls, which drastically changes the way you rehab the house. And if you're thinking 350,000 sounds like a lot for a basic rehab, keep in mind, this is a luxury house, so everything has to be high-end finishes. So the original plan was to buy for 1.8 million, spend 350,000 doing a quick rehab in three or four months, and then resell for 3 million and net around $500,000. Now I did a walkthrough video when I first bought this house if you wanna see the original condition. I'll put the link in the description below and you can check it out later. But as we started doing the demo and really taking a closer look, we decided that the floor plan was just too odd to leave alone. Our fear was that we'd have an updated but wacky house that would be hard to sell for three million. So during demo, we changed our rehab strategy and decided to swing for the fences and completely gut and redesign the entire house and give it a modern open floor plan. 
We blew out walls, we added new headers, we moved bathrooms, we even put in a new driveway and added an additional two-car garage. With the new rehab plan, the goal was to make the house feel like new construction to be able to sell for top dollar. The new adjusted exit was to buy for $1.8 million, spend $1 million on the rehab, and then resell it for $4.5 million, which would net approximately $1.2 million in profit. Now, it took about a year to do the full rehab, which, considering delays with labor and material, was actually really amazing. And things turned out even better than we planned, only because the market had appreciated faster than we or anyone else expected. Once the rehab was completed, the ARV on the house was $5 million instead of $4.5 million, which, if I were to sell it for $5 million, that would result in a $1.6 million profit. Now, just think about that for a minute. If I were to sell this house for $5 million after commissions, closing fees, financing, and after spending a million on the rehab, I would net $1.6 million on one single deal that I only own for a year. I never would have thought that that was remotely possible when I started in real estate 18 years ago, wholesaling junker houses in Detroit for $5,000. If this were the end of the story, it would be an amazing deal. I would tell you to leave a comment and tell me I'm a flipping genius, but that's not the end of the story. I decided not to sell it for one primary reason, taxes. Let me explain. Because I only own this property for one year, the income from flipping it would be taxed as ordinary income, and at $1.6 million in gain, that income would fall into the highest tax bracket. With federal and state taxes, about 43% of that gain would go to taxes. That means out of my $1.6 million profit, almost half of it would go to freaking taxes. Maybe you're thinking, who cares, Jerry? You still hit a home run, pay the damn tax, and move on but I've been doing that for way too long. I'm sick and tired of paying millions in taxes and I'm smarter than that. So what else could I do? I can't 1031 exchange and defer taxes by rolling the profits into a new deal because that only applies to investors who hold assets and my primary business is flipping, not holding, so the IRS won't let me do that. Now, I did move to Puerto Rico and under IRS Act 60, I only pay a combined 4% in taxes, but the majority of this deal happened before I moved to Puerto Rico, so most of the gain wouldn't apply. Now, if you don't know what Puerto Rico Act 60 is and how I only pay 4% in taxes, I did a video that explains it, link in the description. So let me explain what I decided to do instead and why, but first you need to understand how I financed this deal because it's extremely significant to understand the exit and how to leverage other people's money, or OPM, when doing big deals like this. Without the ability to get the right financing, this deal never would have worked. In fact, you cannot do big deals like this unless you learn how to raise capital. It's critical to your success. For most of my career flipping houses and even still today on a lot of deals, I use a combination of short-term unconventional hard money and private money to get 100% of the capital to buy and rehab the houses. Typically, I'll borrow 80 to 90% of the total capital needed from hard money. Hard money is asset-based institutional money. It's a fund with millions and sometimes billions of dollars to lend to flippers. Hard money is primarily concerned with the property and not the borrower and is readily available for flippers in every single market. As of this recording in the market we're in, it's easy to get if you have a good deal even if you lack experience, and for the most part, they don't care about your income or credit. 
After borrowing 80 to 90% of the capital from hard money, I'll borrow the remaining 10 to 20% from private money investors. Private money comes from individuals. It's a person who lends their own money on real estate deals. So by combining the hard money and private money, I'm 100% leveraged on the deals and I pay my investors anywhere between 8 to 12% interest for borrowing the money short term until I flip the property. If you know what you're doing, this is smart because you don't have any of your own money in the deals. In fact, to learn how to raise 100% funding for your fix and flip deals, be sure to get my 100% funding kit. Best of all, it's free. Just go to myfundingkit.com to download that now. Even today, I still use hard money and private money and pay 8 to 12%, mostly for the convenience and easy access to the capital. But over time, I've built a track record and I've been able to also secure much better financing with local banks at 4%. I will say, bank money is complete brain damage compared to hard money and private money, but it's well worth it to get 4% money on big deals like this one. Paying 4% for money is a game changer with high-end deals. So if you're wondering how to get 4% bank money for deals, here's the secret that nobody tells you. The bank only lends money for investment deals like this one to people who don't need the money. As ironic as that sounds, I could have personally funded the entire purchase of 1.8 million with my own cash, which is precisely the only reason why the bank gave me a 4% loan. The bank only lends the money to people who don't need it. That's how you get 4% bank money. Now the game really does get easier as you climb up the food chain and it favors those at the top. All that means is you need to claw your way to the top and the sky is the limit. On this deal, the bank financed the purchase of 1.8 million at 4% interest with 20% down. That means I got a loan for 1.4 million and I had to put down 400,000. Normally, like I mentioned, I would borrow the down payment from private money, but I had some personal cash reserves from a previous deal that I used for the down payment. As far as the million dollars in rehab, I decided not to borrow that either and use my own cash. The nice thing about that was it wasn't all at once. It was staggered over the course of a year as the rehab unfolded. So that means I self-funded the rehab as it was progressing along. So for the total capital of 2.8 million to buy and rehab this house, I borrowed half of it or 1.4 million from the bank at 4% and then self-funded the other 1.4 million, but only because I had the cash available at the time to reinvest in my own deal. Now, if you're watching this right now and you're thinking, well, sure, Jerry, of course you can do a deal like that. You have experience, money, and connections. I can't. I don't have a bank that will lend me 4% money. I don't have $1.4 million in cash to put into a deal like this. That's my stop being a whiny-ass baby voice. Of course you can't. Not right now. I couldn't either for the longest time. But that thinking will keep you from ever having the experience, money, or connections. Instead, say, how do I do big deals like that son of a bitch, Jerry? What do I need to do to get experience so that I can gain those connections and have cash to reinvest into deals? I never tell myself I can't do something. Instead, I ask myself, how do I do it? there is a huge difference. The top producers are willing to fight for what they want. They go out there every day on a mission to reach their goals and they don't let anything stop them. All right, rant over. So now that I explained how I got into this deal, let me explain the exit and why I decided not to flip this house. You see, I learned a valuable lesson from another luxury house that I flipped too early and I took the easy cash. 
I did a video all about how I made 1.2 million and then lost 1.6 million by not waiting another six to eight months. Now, if you missed that video, I'll put the link in the description below for you. The thing that I noticed about the market was that it wasn't just demand for buying luxury homes that exploded, but also the demand to rent luxury homes. There just aren't very many luxury rentals available. So I went back to my local bank that financed my purchase for 1.4 million and I convinced my banker to refinance and put me in a long-term loan based on the new appraised value. So because I've got a proven track record, the bank decided to give me a cash out refi at 80% loan to value or LTV. That means the bank would give me a new loan for 80% of the appraised value and the appraised value came in at 4.5 million which was conservative because I know it would sell for 5 million on the open market, but I was okay with it. So at 80% LTV on 4.5 million appraised value, the bank gave me a loan for 3.6 million. And this loan was a killer loan. I got a 3.5 fixed interest rate on a 30 year amortization with a 10 year balloon. That means my loan payments are spread out over 30 years and my interest rate at 3.5% fixed for 10 years, at which time the loan would either need to be refinanced or paid off. Now that type of loan is extremely difficult to get on an investment property, especially luxury. So with those terms, my monthly payment on a $3.6 million loan is $17,421.61 PITI. PITI means principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. More on that in a minute. But first, let's talk about how the $3.6 million loan was dispersed. First, the bank paid off the original loan of $1.4 million from when I bought the property. Then I reimbursed myself the $400,000 down payment and the $1 million in rehab. So I got back all of the money that I invested into the deal. That all comes to $2.8 million in total cost. But the bank gave me $3.6 million, so what happened to the other $800,000? That was cash in my pocket. But this is very important to understand that $800,000 is not profit subject to 43% tax. I did not sell the property. I borrowed against the equity. That means there was no taxable event. Again, I do not owe any tax on the $800,000 because that money came from a loan, not a sale. Now later in the future, if and when I sell the property, I'll recapture that $800,000, but not as ordinary income. So I hope you notice something. The $800,000 I put in my pocket is about the same amount of net net cash I would have made had I flipped it and paid the huge tax. So I got about the same amount of cash by keeping it as I would have if I flipped it. So let me recap to make sure you're with me. I bought the property for 1.8 million. I spent 1 million fixing it up for a total of 2.8 million in total cost. The bank refinanced the property valued at 4.5 million and gave me a $3.6 million loan of which $800,000 was non-taxable cash in my pocket. And I feel really good about having a $3.6 million loan on this house because the real value right now if I sold it is 5 million. So even though I pulled out $800,000 in equity, I still have another $1.4 million in equity but now I have a $3.6 million loan with a monthly payment of $17,421. Who would like to have a loan of $17,000 every single month? That doesn't sound fun. Well, check this out. 
I put a tenant in the property on a 12-month lease for $25,000 a month. Why would someone pay $25,000 a month? Because the demand for fully furnished luxury rentals is so high. In this case, my tenant is a billionaire. That's billionaire with a B. He's in the process of building a new home and he needs a home to rent in the meantime. I think it's kind of funny. How many landlords can say they have a billionaire for a tenant? Now check this out. After signing a 12-month lease for $25,000 a month, my billionaire tenant came to us and he said he wanted to discuss renting my house for a second year. He doesn't think he'll be done building his new home and he doesn't want to be looking for another rental after his 12-month lease, so he's trying to plan ahead. He said he wanted to discuss renegotiating his rent if he renews for another year. We said, oh, great. Yeah, we should definitely renegotiate for year two. He was like, okay, and was a little confused. He said, for year two, I want to lower my rent to $20,000 a month. And this was the best. We said, oh, that's not what we were thinking by renegotiating. We were thinking rent goes up to $30,000 a month for year two. Now, when he heard that, he was pissed. He said, are you kidding me? I don't want to pay $30,000 a month for year two. To which we replied, then don't and move out. We don't care. We'll rent it to someone else for $30,000 or we'll sell it. And I meant it. So he agreed to pay $30,000 for year two. Now, if you think that was a savage move to do to my billionaire tenant, leave a comment and say, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. So with $25,000 a month year one and $30,000 a month year two, after paying my fixed monthly loan of $17,421, my net cash flow is $242,000. And if Arizona has a modest 20% annual appreciation, which currently luxury is appreciating much faster, especially given the location of this property, it will be valued at $7 million, which means if I sell it in two years for $7 million, I would make another $3 million on top of the $800,000 in cash from the refi I pulled out and on top of the $242,000 in cash flow. At that point, I will have owned the property for a total of three years and would qualify for long-term capital gains, which is taxed much lower than ordinary income. Or at that point, I could qualify for a 1031 exchange and defer profits by rolling into a new deal since now I could show the IRS that it was a long-term asset, not a flip. Or if I don't want to do that, I'll have been in Puerto Rico long enough to run most of that income through Act 60 and only pay 4% in tax. Either way, I don't plan on paying much in taxes at all on my gains ever with this deal. And there's one more huge win with this deal that we haven't discussed which cannot be overlooked, and that's depreciation. I'm gonna give you a very simplified explanation of depreciation so you can get the general idea. Depreciation is the assumption that over time, the house will wear out or depreciate, and the IRS allows investors with rental properties to calculate the amount of value lost due to depreciation each year and claim the deduction on your taxes. So here's basically how it works. You take your total investment, in my case, 2.8 million, then you back out the land value since land doesn't depreciate. Let's say in my deal, the land is worth 500,000. Then the IRS allows you to deduct the balance spread out over the next 27.5 years. So on my deal, I take 2.3 million, divide that by 27.5 years, and that comes to 83,636 per year in non-cash tax deduction for the next 27 and a half years or until I sell it. 
Now, how powerful is the tax benefit of depreciation? For the wealthy, it's extremely valuable because it means not paying $83,636 per year in taxes is the same as keeping $83,000 per year just for owning the property. So let me add up all of the benefit and summarize this deal. I put $800,000 non-tax cash in my pocket right now. I'm getting $242,000 in rental cash flow secured over the next two years. I'm also getting $167,000 in depreciation write-off over the next two years. And after the two years, I could continue renting the property and keep earning depreciation, or I could sell it and possibly put another $3 million in my pocket for a grand total of $4,209,272, all on one single family residential home. God, I love real estate. Guys, this is how you get rich, or in my case, richer in real estate. If you have any questions about how I structured this deal, leave a comment. And if you think this is the home run of all home runs, leave a comment and say, congrats, Jerry, keep hitting home runs. You are a flipping genius. Now, technically this deal is what you would call a BRRRR, B-R-R-R, which stands for buy, rehab, refinance, rent, repeat. It's just a luxury burr. And finally, I wanna reiterate something I mentioned earlier about mindset. I believe success in this business is 90% mindset and 10% strategy. And I talk about this on a recent podcast interview, so watch that video to learn what it takes to really reach the top in this business. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. With over a thousand videos, this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping, and I'll see you on the next video.